Greetings, my fellow humans. Uh, today we have a very exciting podcast all about desire. Um, so in a nutshell, I'm going to sing a little song from the album Desire by Bob Dylan um, and then uh, talk kind of about like, you know, why I think desire is important, um, but you could how you can do it wrong the dark side of desire, both individually and then in groups when that happens, um, you know, corporations going crazy and doing terrible things, that kind of stuff, or humans at large to the earth, but how desire itself is um, good and bad, therefore good, ultimately it's good, it's part of nature and part of the universe, um, and that, yeah, how, you know, we're coming into the new year, so how I think we should all be focusing on what do we desire and having the right desires, good desires rather than bad desires, because you are going to have some desires. Um, and we'll get into spiritual stuff a little bit, like if you try to, you know, as many people have, and I did at one point, kind of get, try to remove your desires and kind of transcend that, how I think that's misguided, because um, you are going to get, you're a human being, you know, so you, it's not going to work if you try to go, oh, I'm just going to not care about anything. I'm not going to have any desires. You're going to, you know, that's, I don't think um, that's the way to enlightenment or the end of suffering or elevated perspective, wisdom, whatever you want to call it. Basically, I think it's non-attachment to your desire. But to, you can have desires and you should really. Uh, it's because you, it's not so much you should, but you will. It's just the way it is. So if you try to fight what's inevitable, you're never going to get anywhere, are you? So, you know, desire, the whole universe is, um, has desire, you know, this creation. Um, so anyway, uh, we'll go from these practical things to these kind of very, very practical, i.e. mystical things. All right. not the same on this earth to love and follow his direction died and were reborn and then mysteriously saved oh sister when I come to knock on your door don't turn away you create sorrow time is an ocean but it ends at the shore you may not see me tomorrow
Very well. On to the main course. So, um, desire. Mm. Well, uh, of course, um, you know, think about a book. Don't the, char- the characters want something. They have a motivation, a good book anyway. If there's a character who doesn't, like, what do they even want? What are they doing here? It's not a very good character. So do you want to be a character? Do you want to be a good character? Well, you should probably want something. Uh, and you do want something anyway, don't you? Even if it's you want to not want something. Um, you have some sort of intention. As a creature, uh, an embodied being, you have um, an orientation. Approach and aversion. Right? Approach, things you want. Uh, you know, what's that line? Like, uh, old creatures seek out and admire the things that they think would do them um uh uh, that would do them good um and you know shun and shy away from things that they think would do them harm so on a very primal level even like you know little insects and little critters and creepy crawlies they have this like ooh opportunity move forwards and ooh threat move backwards kind of mechanisms in um in their nervous systems um or whatever it is in their systems and um that's very deeply wired into us so if you're like the thinking part of your brain's like yeah let's get rid of desire it's like well it's not that simple i mean so and but yeah so and wanting things um you know i think um we're here we are human beings you know on a very real practical level we're, we're suffering. We have life is full of suffering. Um, things that go wrong, you know, rejection, pain, confusion, um, disappointment, um, all kind mistakes, you know, guilt, shame, all kinds of, um, or you know, anxiety, depression, all kinds of crazy things, um, fear, anger, you know, sorrow, loss. Um, so death, and we're faced with the prospects of our own deaths and the deaths of everyone we love. Um, and sickness, and all these terrible things. So that's a bit of a weight, you know. So we have a right to balance that. We we earn thereby a dream. I feel. I feel by being here, we have earned a dream, you know. Um, and we earn it daily, you know. <laughs> and um, so yeah, something to balance out that, you know. And so long as what we want is not too much, in the sense of it's not at the expense of the whole. We're not a cancer. Cancer is growing at the detriment to the greater organism. Well, the greater organism is more important than the, than the cell, you know. The tree is more important than the branch. The branch is more important than the little leaf. The leaf is more important than the microscopic organism on it, and so on and so forth. Because it's, I guess, it's more connect, deeply connected to the web of life. It's a more complex organism, so it's got a more higher level expression and experience, probably. For various reasons, and just intuitively, it makes sense, right? A tree is more important than a stick, right, or a leaf. Um, and so, you know, um, not to say that oh yeah, leaves aren't important, or oh animals aren't important, only humans. No, everything's important, but there are levels, you know. Um, so we're here, and uh, we have earned, I think, the right to a dream, um, and to to want things, and to go about getting them. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's actually a beautiful thing. And if you try to shy away from that too much instead of trying to control your desires in a healthy way um, and channel that energy if you try to just block up the river the dam's going to eventually burst and have horrific consequences um, and so yeah that's not a wise um, way you've got to work with nature like um, so and I guess many people won't what are you talking about like you know of course everyone thinks desire is good. But no, a lot of people think desire is bad and they think that, you know, it's greedy or it's wrong and, you know, or whatever. Or they'll be like, I have desires, but just, you know, to help, whatever. But not for me, you know. I would never say a prayer for myself, you know, just for others. It's like, well, you're an other to them. Should they say prayers for themselves, the other people? Or is that selfish? Well, no, they, they can do it. I want them to be happy. Well, yeah, they want you to be happy. So you're just another to them. Uh, they're them to you. Huh? Um, anyway, you get the idea. So, yeah. Um, and so I think basically, uh, my philosophy is basically freedom. Um, but um, 
based upon an awareness of who we truly are. Everything has to always be based upon self-awareness, which is actually where, if you want to get to the core of how do you do that, thinking's useful and reading and stuff, but that's not really the core of it. The core of it is more or less meditation or mindfulness, but not even meditation. That's like, hmm, let's say meditation is like a meal. Mindfulness or presence or awareness is like eating in that metaphor, right? You can eat whenever you want. You know, you could eat a leaf if you want. Nothing against leaves again, but you know, um, I'm not leafist. Uh, but, uh, <clears throat> but that's not a meal, you know. A meal is an organized, you know, um, event where, okay, we are here to eat. Meditation is like that. You're focusing on mindfulness. Um, but basically, uh, self-awareness, um, uh, stop thinking, you know, get outside of your mind. There's many ways to do it. With practice, you can just do it, you know, and that's where we're moving as a species. We're evolving to the point where we become aware enough that we can realize, wait a minute, my mind is not the awareness. They're two separate things. Which of them is deeper to my nature? Well, I can't think without being aware, but I can be aware without thinking. Ah, there you go. Are we aware of the, the answer then? Um, so anyway, based on self-awareness, we know who we are, and then within that, okay, to express our freedom. And naturally, that's going to mean we, like, when I don't desire things which are going to be harmful to others because I understand that there's many, many things I can do. There's so much room for me to explore and, and experience in this life which is not in conflict with others, you know. I, I have my field of exploration which will, has nothing to do with anyone else, in fact. And then there's smaller area which is um overlapping with others and with and within that um or we might say there's an even smaller area which is overlapping with others and where i would be in conflict with them um but that overlap with others like a lot of that i can do what i want and it'll be good for them or neutral to them but yeah there are some things like oh i'm gonna go and take over the world oh that's not so good for the others okay so i shouldn't do that so basically in a nutshell you can think about setting your goals. This is something Jordan Peterson said that I thought was pretty wise. I don't know if he thought of it or someone else, but um, you can think, what is good for me? What is good for me? And make that my goal. Um, and that might be divided into many sub-goals. But, um, and it's important to do that, to move forward, to be growing, because if you're, you know, who's not busy being born is busy dying, says Bob Dylan. You, you know, organisms must be in growth, otherwise we're in stagnation. It's just the way we've evolved. Things need to be moving. The mechanisms in our brains and even in our souls, perhaps, it, um, to some extent, is about growth. And um, on a deep level, we are who we are, and that's fine. But um, there's a four-line poem, which I've recited before, uh, which kind of captures this, called Still Moving. Um, so the soul is still, but man is in motion. So what goals are needed, like waves on the ocean. Um, and, you know, there's this temple, the Temple of Man in Egypt, Luxor, I think. It's like a, a walking man, you know. And so one leg is still, one leg is in motion. So it captures, you know, that like the temp spiritual dimension and the temporal dimension, being and doing. So we need both. Um, coming back on these tangents, my friends. So, um, yeah, what is good for me? But, okay, go into more detail. It's not just what's good for me now, but what's good for me also now and also tomorrow and also the next day and also next week and next year and 10 years from now. So you can see these circles. If you imagine like a circle of, okay, all the things that are good for me um, or that I want, you know, um, let's say that are, are good for me, you know, um, then, you know, those, oh, it's also good for me next week and next year. That narrows down the options, right? Like eating a bunch of chocolate bars isn't going to be good for me. Maybe, oh, feels nice now, but it doesn't feel nice 20 minutes later or 10 years later. Um, so there's those restrictions. And also, not just that, not just me across time, but what's all good for me today, tomorrow, next year, etc. And also good for my family today and tomorrow and next year and 10 years from now. And also good for my community today, tomorrow, da, 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 and my culture and the human race and nature and the universe. And some of these, we have less and less information. So it's a bit 
less clear, but still it's useful to think about, okay, what's good for the world or whatever, you know? Um, and so that, that sets some pretty tight parameters, you know? It's pretty clear. Like, okay, yeah, well, maybe making a bunch of money by polluting rivers, that's not actually good for all these other people. And the key is with self-awareness, you understand, oh, they are me. So why would I do that? Um, literally, on the ultimate level, we're all one. <laughs> we're all the one consciousness experiencing itself from different angles. It, apparent, it seems, you know, in, you know, if you go deep, I think in moments of extreme clarity, um, perhaps assisted, um, then you can really come into contact with that and realize it and then remember it, even if you don't experience it in every moment um, while you work towards that state of grace again. But anyway, so, um, but even if you're, you know, like, oh, we're all each other, pah, hobwash, whatever. Okay, um, that's fine. But like even on another level, um, we all affect each other, you know. So if you live in a world, you can have, you know, you can be some WEF, you know, billionaire, um, da, 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 kind of character. And that's all good, you know, like, hey, uh, no judgment, ultimately. I would say that's some somewhat similar to a cancer, it looks like, you know, unhealthy for a lot of the planet, but maybe healthy for a subsection. Seems like maybe not so wise, um, especially when you can be a billionaire and help people. And, um, uh, but, you know, that would be my point of view. Um, so um, I greatly respect um, anyone who's very, very successful, like a billionaire, but they're actually trying to help the whole and they understand that we're all connected. But um, I'd say that's a, a greater person there. But, um, but so uh, s someone who uh, is um, trying to help, what was the point? Help the whole, right? Um, and uh, yeah, so even if you're one of these people, you know, who's like very, very wealthy or whatever, you know, even if you never visit a slum, the fact that there are slums on the planet, that affects you vibrationally. You know, that, that vibration is going to affect your field. And then also on a less esoteric level, um, you know, that depresses the global economy, that puts strain on resources. That's a missed opportunity. All those people could be working and making businesses and saving money. And then that money gets invested and then your businesses have more capital available. Or, and they're also, you have more people to sell stuff to. Um, you know, it's all win-win, really, if we can get ourselves together properly. So even on a more, um, you know, materialist, reductionist, scientific point of view, like, we're all connected, you know. So that's the point of view for, to zoom out a bit, that's done. The point is, um, we can desire whatever we want, I think, to make ourselves happy. Why not, you know? We, we should be free to do whatever we want, so long as we're not harming others. And by that I mean so long as we're not preventing others from having this enjoying the same freedom. So it's like um, John Stuart Mill on Liberty talked about this kind of thing, the golden rule, basically, do unto others as you would have them unto do unto you. But basically we have these spheres, these overlapping spheres of um, like Venn diagram, three-dimensional Venn diagram, um, or ninth-dimensional Venn diagram of um, yeah spheres of opportunity and freedom. And there are points where they overlap and, oh, I think I should be able to free to listen to music at three in the morning. You think I shouldn't? All right, we talk about it. If we can't sort it out ourselves by talking about it, then maybe the community gets involved. If we can't sort it out with mediation like that, then the courts get involved. Um, and that's it. You know. But that's for a very small number of things. In general, just if we think, we will notice it would be pretty clear even just between individuals. Okay, what's reasonable? You know, My freedom... Um, and the, 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 the boundary between my freedom and others' freedoms. But, um, yeah, desire, you know, wanting things. I think um, uh, it's, um, it's part, you, do, you, can, you can take it in a dark way where you get addicted to things. You always want more stuff. You always want more money or a new possessions. And, of course, possessions bring a little thrill for a while, but then it's like, what now, you know? And we've all experienced that, I'm sure. You're very excited to get something, whether it's an, ex you know, um, some sort of um, qualification or position or possession or experience, and then, oh, it's done, it's over, I've got it now, and then it loses the thrill, you know, and ah, oh, so then you chase something more. But I think again, it's like 
we can enjoy these things if we are not attached to them. If we say this is going to be fun and then it's not going to be fun, you know, I'm going to like, it will get old, you know, and, or things, this ice cream won't last. I'm not going to, while I'm having my first bite of the ice cream or of the food, um, if I can acknowledge that I'm going to be looking down at the, the very bottom of my ice cream soon and it's going to be almost gone, then I can avoid that, oh, it's, it's, there's only a little bit left, oh, you know, that feeling of like, oh, it's passing, you know, or um, by acknowledging it up front, I think, you know, or being like people are, oh, it's Sunday, or the, you know, the week, work week, oh God, you know, when it's Friday, I often will be like, all right, it's going to be Monday soon. <laughs> you know and so I enjoy the weekend with full awareness that appreciating the time I know it's not going to last forever rather than being like da di da oh here we go freedom forever now until Monday um anyway so but yeah so so long as we're not attached to things I think um then we won't suffer you know um we can enjoy what the things we want um and uh yeah and um Ideally, yeah, enjoying healthy things that are uplifting for us and uplifting for others. Enjoying being with your friends and your family and, you know, listening to music or being creative or helping people, you know, enjoying your work. That's a great thing if you can do that, have the desire to help people through your work. Um, but I don't see anything wrong in desire. Let me know in the comments uh, if you want. <laughs> What's wrong with desire? Do you desire to tell me? No, I don't think so. But, um, but yeah, so now, okay. So the basic thing, desiring stuff, um, I think, uh, like say, let, where should we go here? Let's go, um, I guess, um, okay. We'll say, save the spiritual for a bit later. Let's say, um, some, often we want things, but we're afraid to want them. You know, maybe someone is, um, uh, they have a they have a, a dream, um, but their family doesn't approve of it, or the person thinks their family won't approve, or their culture or their friends won't approve, and so we don't do it. I think you got to. That's going to mess with your head, in my opinion. You know, I think you got to do it. Um, and uh, if they don't understand, then great, fine. You know, you'll drift toward other people who do understand um, and appreciate what you're doing, or accept, tolerate it. You know. And or whenever that happens, I think the real question is, is it good for me? If you really believe it's good for you, but they don't, who is living your life? Is it them or you? You. you you're the one who decides. So you need to have that self-trust, self-belief. Go, okay, um, whenever, like say if my someone I love tells me something um, and they think I'm doing something wrong or um, that I'm going to do something wrong or something that I kind of adhere to or believe in, they think it's misguided. I will always take that seriously and pay attention to it very carefully. But I run it through the filter of my own common sense, my own understanding. I never just go, oh, well, they don't like it. Or at least maybe subconsciously I do actually. And then I try to always be on the lookout for where I'm subconsciously or unconsciously doing these things. And then go, wait a minute, what's going on? And off, you know, I do every now and then like find things but oh, unconsciously I was afraid of this person not liking it or, or getting some bad feeling from them um, but uh, yeah and then go okay do they have a good point and then I think about it and sometimes I will go yeah they've got a good point I shouldn't do it that's they're right or other times I go no I don't think they're right and um, I'll ex communicate that to them and whether they understand and agree with me oh yeah you know actually you're right or not doesn't actually matter I'm going to do it anyway because it you know, it's, you have to, we're here to live, you know, we're all going to, you know, pass on. We're not here forever. So, you know, I think we want everyone to be living a happy life, to be doing what they want to do. And um, you want others to do what they want to do, right? So how are you so different? You know, I think we all have the right to our own dream and we sh should all be, you know, getting after it and enjoying um, the game, you know, and especially when you can appreciate both the destination and the journey. You know, but it's the journey, not the destination. Mostly, yeah, it's being here now, doing what you're doing, but also being able to celebrate um, milestones and you know think points and like, oh, I got that, yes, good, you know, um, or I did that, cool. But as the basic thing, being like, oh, it's just the journey. Things come and go, you know. Um, but yeah, and so I think, you know, in the most beautiful, happy world, healthy world we can imagine, 
everyone is doing what they want to do. What's the point of life if you're not doing what you want? You know, why are we here? Um, to help other people? Well, you want to help, I see. To learn? Oh, I suppose you want to learn. You have that desire. Um, uh, just to be here, to experience and express yourself in being, I suppose you want to be. Um, and perhaps on some level, you know, there's a, there's a, I guess, this is pretty mystical now, but I think there is a, a point, a space deep within us where we don't want anything. We just are. Um, we just be. But uh, I don't know. It seems kind of like as deep down as I can delve, it seems like there is also this kind of preference of love, you know, the oneness, the fact that we're all deep down one, um, then I, and that's what love is, seeing yourself in the other. I think that kind of creates a field of desire of like wanting to love, wanting to enjoy, wanting to unify, but also wanting to explore our differences. Um, and then on top of that, there's all these other things that are nested in that, like, oh, helping people through business or pursuing your dream so it'll uplift everyone else and uplift you. But So anyway, I think that's pretty clear, right? Like we, we all have the right to desire things. Now, we might say the dark side, yeah, not just um, uh, getting addicted to things. Of course, we need to be very careful not to become dependent on things or where, you know, like you can only get pleasure from, you know, taking some drug or having some experience or, you know, um, or getting certain possessions or working, we need to keep things balanced. But um, so that, because also what happens with addiction, it, it seems a big part of it, part of it's trauma. It seems a lot of it's often trauma, um, trying to, you know, compensate for some um, repressed trauma. But also it seems that a, a fundamental aspect of it is trying to, it's where our field of, uh, of desire gets narrowed on a specific thing and we have this delusion that it can bring us something it can't. And so we keep focusing more and more and more upon it, hoping to get a greater yield and it never comes. Um, and so it takes over your life. But whereas diversifying your desires, going, oh, doing sport, I'm reading books, I'm seeing friends, I'm helping people, I'm spending time in nature. There's all these different interests you have. That seems like a great way to kind of keep things interesting and not get dependent on anything. Um, so, and, uh, yeah, and trying to train your desires to be beneficial to the whole, you know, and you've got to acknowledge your shadow, go, oh, I want this thing, you know, maybe you're like, oh, you're in a relationship, but then sometimes you want <laughs> to do certain unspeakable things and you go, oh, okay, no need to hide from that, from yourself. I think self-honesty is very important. And even with your partner being like, you know, of course, like we're animals, like, you know, we're human beings, like, um, if people are attractive, you might attracted to them or you might have a fantasy or something but like you can just be honest about that and say like you know that's fine and the fact that um i never let that get any further than a, a fleeting passing thought um and i'm still here in the relationship in fact that's actually kind of a compliment um and a sign of the strength of that relationship um and the fact that you're willing to communicate that is also a sign of the strength and trust like you know hey i could just not tell you that right but i'm telling you why do you think that is I love you and you know we trust each other or whatever so even that to some of these desires um but um at, or but then you know acting upon that maybe would be harmful for a relationship I think you should um be honest you know about these things um or um you know desiring people desiring things which hurt others oh I like your f your um stuff I'm going to steal your phone okay you know that's you know harmful um etc that's all pretty obvious right but then um, I was thinking, like, it's interesting, I think, say, oh, um, I was listening to a podcast talking recently, uh, John Abramson on the Joe Rogan experience, talking about basically criminal activity by pharmaceutical companies where there were fraud, like in many cases where they were basically lying, um, these big pharmaceutical companies, um, and uh, from like high levels, you know, and, and how they've kind of gamed the system. So like... They'll do studies and even the peer reviewers, the people in the peer review journals, they don't have access to the original um, data. They're just data, you know. They're just, they get, they have to take the word of the pharmaceutical companies and they get to just check the internal consistency of their reports. It doesn't make sense within itself. They never get to check the raw data because it apparently belongs to the pharmaceutical companies. So 
bit odd. And then, you know, of course, they pour billions of dollars into politicians' election campaigns. And that's the way the law is set up. It's a bit convenient. But, um, and, you know, there's cases where there were, um, I think, uh, was it um, Fiox or um, Bextra, one of these, it's like anti-inflammation drug. Um, one of them, both of them caused trouble. I think one was for Merck, the others for Pfizer, I believe. Um, but uh, where it was like billions dollar um, criminal fines for fraud. They intentionally lied to people and it caused a lot of deaths. One of them it caused between, it was on the market. They knew it caused heart attacks in a bunch of people. Um, and so like there's three people in the study out of, I can't remember how many people, but it was a significant percentage got heart attacks and they just removed them from the study and said, I'm getting somewhere with this, by the way, right? Um, showing a dark, dark desires, right? Um, they um, removed it and they said, oh, everything's fine, da, 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 okay. And then it was on the market for like six years, I think, um, and uh, before it was pulled off um, and it killed between 40,000 and 60,000 Americans, um, which is the, about the same number of Soldier, American soldiers who died in the whole Vietnam War. So that's a very significant number of deaths. Intentional. It, it was known that this was going to happen. And so they got a huge fine, but no one went to jail. You know, whatever. That's another story. But I was just thinking like, oh my God, it's so dark. How could they do that? You know? Um, and there's many examples we know of like, you know, corporations polluting rivers or, you know, doing terrible things where it harms other people or, you know, banking cartel, central banking cartels, Federal Reserve and all this madness, you know? It's a crazy, like, parasites, basically, as far as I can tell, you know. Um, with all due respect, seems like seems like a not a reciprocal win-win um, relationship. It's not mutually voluntary. It's a f um, forceful, violent, parasitic relationship. And there's a lot of these things going on through fraud or through other, you know, aggression or whatever um and how does it happen and we it's easy to blame others and go oh you know yeah that's just you know big um you know corporations have these evil desires but here's the interesting thing i think i like to go okay a great question i got from this book um don't sweat um the the easy stuff and it's all easy stuff something like that um great book little book um but he said, a great question is to ask yourself when something happens or someone does something that you don't like to go, in what way am I doing the same thing? And so in what way do I do the same thing as these corporations who are, you know, causing, they desire the money. And so they do all these terrible things to, to human beings. Um, and I think sometimes I will, oh, I've had, you know, like um, some coffee. I've had enough coffee today. Oh, but I really want well, another one would feel good. But it's a bit of money and, you know, like I probably don't need, for my health, it'd probably be better if I didn't have one. I f think I would feel better without, but oh, but that kick, that feeling of it. And so sometimes I can go like, oh, I'll do it, even though I think, you know, I shouldn't do it, you know. Um, or um, I go, oh, I should do some work or there's some sort of, you know, life admin thing I should do. But then, oh, I'll just watch a podcast, you know, or that kind of thing, you know. Or I should go and do, go for a run. Or I'll just sleep a bit more. Um, these choices which I know they're going against my conscience in some way, to some extent. And, uh, um, but it's just, there's that desire and it's just hard to swim against the current. I think that's what's happening in these, um, when these huge corporations, et cetera, are making these crazy choices is I think we can't even imagine how strong the current of that desire is. And it's just, they just surrender to it. They go, Oh, it is what, you know, and they will just, you know, make justifications and, you know, ignore it. Repression of, you know, repressing the awareness of that, um, making justifications, joking about it, or even putting it, wearing some suit of armor, like, oh, they're just peasants anyway, who cares? Whatever it is, some sort of way for their, that soul, who is me in another life, to kind of justify that. But I think it, I can... It, I think I can relate to it to some extent through these things where I will make unhealthy choices because some part of me really wants it. You know? Now, here's the important thing. That part of me that wants it is not my highest self. It's not the soul. It is some part of me. It's some program in my mind or it's an instinct or an impulse or whatever, a pattern in my 
um, physio psychophysiology, you know? And so, um, and that's part of me. It's the character. It's not the actor, right? It's not the soul. It's the person, you know? Uh, and that's a beautiful thing to play those things and to experience and express these things. But I think um, the soul as king or queen of the kingdom of your own self, uh, the role of the soul is when such moments come up, you know, you go, okay, bring this to the king, bring this to the queen for judgment, you know, for justice. And then you go, hey, soul, what's the right thing to do? And kind of give it up to your higher self. Your higher self goes, well, I have everything. I'm perfectly content here. I need nothing. Is this harmless fun or is this harmful? Um, and you know, and you might go, oh, no, I shouldn't do it. Don't do it. And you go, okay, don't do it. But because you've connected to that part of yourself, you'll, I think, be able to feel more comfortable with that choice. And go, oh yeah, I didn't need it anyway. Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a freaking king or queen. Sweet, cool. You know? Um, and also, you know, when passing judgment as your higher self, you know, upon the desires we have as humans and, you know, is, oh, it's just innocent fun or is it, mm, no, it's a bit addictive. We should shy away from that or that's harmful. It's not really justifiable. Thinking um, it's a good rule of thumb is everything in moderation, including moderation itself. So balance, right? Not too much, not too little of anything. But also... If you did that all the time, that itself would be a bit extreme, no? So, don't be balanced all the time. Sometimes go crazy, like every now and then, maybe, I don't know, a small minority, or at least a minority of the time, small minority probably, you know, balance the scales by go wild a bit, you know? Um, like, uh, so I think, you know, but everything in balance, everything in moderation, including moderation itself, it's a good principle. Anyway, so these are about desires, right? The, the, you know, and then, you know, it seems like certain people want to take over the whole world and want us to follow the science. <laughs> it's like no mention of diet or exercise or vitamin D throughout the whole pandemic. And they're like, you yeah, follow the science. Like, holy shit, this is like Orwellian as hell, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, so desire, right? Like um, there are these people, you know, organizations who want they have these desires which are harmful to the whole and so do i so does everyone but it's about trying to follow conscience and the higher self the view of what is good for all of us what's good because there's so many things that are good for me that don't impinge upon the freedom of others and the welfare and well-being of others you know the um like all these you know um politically connected um, corporatocracy kind of people. Um, there's so many ways that they can be enjoying their wealth and their position and their opportunities, which would not be parasitic upon their fellow man and woman. Um, and I invite them, you know, I don't know if anyone will ever, any of them will ever hear this, but, um, I hope they do. And Hey, Hey man, Hey, Hey brother or sister, you know, from my point of view, no bad feeling at all. Um, we're just the same as if there's a criminal in the street doing terrible things. Deep down, I have no bad feeling. We're all, I feel like I'm you in other shoes. So we're all together. But it is important to point out where our desires are getting out of line. We do that with friends. We do it with family. We should do it, we do it with ourselves. We should do it with, you know, our governments or our supra-governmental authoritarian globalist structures based upon profit and domination and deceit. So all these things, um, I think there's healthy desires and there's unhealthy desires. And well, how do we know what's healthy? You have different definitions. Well, what is good for the whole? Keep in mind oneness, unity. We're all one. We're all one big tree. Visualize the tree. Don't get distracted. Visualize the glowing golden green tree of life. You know, what is good for the tree? Act accordingly. So... But yeah, all right. I desire a sip of water. So yeah, um, okay. So we talked about why desiring is good. You know, we're humans. We basically we're built upon you know approach you know and um, aversion mechanisms in the brain, like want things, avoid things, and that even though we're much more advanced now, it's still fundamentally a lot of satisfaction comes from playing these games as the character of here we are, 
let's play the game, you know. Um, and it's just about we can control kind of the things that we desire that are not good for us or things that we want to avoid, which are which would be good for us, but we're avoiding them. Control that. Don't do that. Um, try to do the opposite. Go upstream. Go against the current of your desire or aversion there. Um, and conversely or likewise, um, things that you desire that are good for you or things that you are uh, averse to, you're avoiding that would be bad for you, good, go with the flow there, avoid that bad thing or approach that good thing, you know. Um, so it's all about, you know, the consciousness of what's good for us um, in both in the individual sense and then also in the us, the big us, like I am my family, I am my people, I am the human race, I am the universe, you know, all these things. Um, uh, and even me, like not just me, like here, yeah, the personality, but me, the body, like what's good for my liver? <laughs> Steve, soup and bread, Jesus Christ. Um, so, yeah. Um, uh, okay, so that's it. Pursuing desire, good. Um, and then collectively, yeah, I think uh, when you've got big groups of people, often there's diminishment of responsibility. You know, um, what's that? What's the term? Ah. Oh. Diffusion <laughs> happened recently, didn't it? Diffusion of responsibility where people go, oh, it's not, someone else will take care of it. Or like if there's a crowd of people and someone's being mugged, everyone does nothing. If someone's being mugged and there's one person there, they will probably do something. It's interesting because they feel like, well, it's up to me. Um, so a similar thing seems to happen in groups where desires, bad desires can be allowed to run amok. Um, so I think that's something we all have a responsibility to try to, guide the collective desires of you know families groups institutions governments countries the whole world and try and do our bit to help our desires move in a good direction um so i guess yeah and i think um what do i desire i desire to be my most authentic self to experience and express myself to the utmost of my potential the glory and beauty of who I am um, in my own way. No one else has ever been me or ever will be me. I am here. You are you. We're all unique to a large extent. We're all, you know, the similarities are much greater than the differences. But nonetheless, like we're all humans. We all have noses, or well, most people, um, etc. You know, um, the similarities are uncanny. But we're all unique. And um, so to celebrate our uniqueness, I think we should all pursue our freedom and our human flourishing, eudaimonia, this ancient Greek word, eudaimonia, meaning roughly like human flourishing or well-being or happiness, but human flourishing, ooh, like you're a beautiful garden. Just what have you got? You know, let it grow, whatever uplifts you. Um, and if you can't think of anything, then work on that. Try to see, read a bunch of books, watch a bunch of movies, find what are uplifting movies or, in, you know, thought-provoking movies and books and go travel and you will start exposing yourself more to other people in the world. And I think you will start to develop an appetite for some of these opportunities. Like, well, that resonates. Mm, interesting. I could be like that person or I could do that kind of thing. Or, and maybe I want to, um, I think it's a great thing for kids too, is to introduce them to, um, many different things so that then their latent desires can kind of come spring forth. Like, Oh, you're not interested in trombone, but you really resonate with the violin. All right. I guess we'll keep that going. You know, um, so, so desire and now, okay, so I guess we'll get to the spiritual and I'm, it's getting dark. And so I've prepared, um, a candle. Let's see if this works here. Here we go. Um, maybe I'll light the other one too, just to improve the, also this will get some spooky effects. Desire candles. Um, so let's see here. How's that? Good? All right. So, um, oh, the crackle, the crackle of the candle. Beautiful. Oh, it's going out. Oh, Lord. I didn't desire that to happen. All right. Well, at least I still have this candle. Luckily, I brought two. So, um, in terms of spirituality, um, which, you know, has many definitions and stuff. But in essence, 
I would say the core of it is like it's sanity. Spirituality is extremely important. It's the most important thing there is actually because it's all about who am I, knowing who you are, right? That's it. That's what it's all about. Um, and basically to do that, like I said, enter the space of no thought, space consciousness, if you want to call it that, or presence, whatever you want to call it, basically rising above thoughts. Um, and you won't know what I'm talking about until it happens to you, but I really encourage you to go and figure out what I'm talking about because this is a th- literally like a thousand times more satisfying than anything else, even sex or a delicious hamburger or whatever. Nothing is this satisfying. Is the most wonderful. Strangely, it's like exhilarating, but very, very restful. It's like just pure calm. The sat- complete satisfaction of being like, I'm finally at rest because I've given up the pursuing of anything. It's like at the end of the day, the seeker realizes that it is the sort. Um, what what we are, you are what you are seeking, basically, is the, th- the old thing they say. Um, and so, you know, the treasure is within. We are consciousness. We are the immortal life. We are the universe itself. Um, so, but with desire, I think... Um, say my rudimentary understanding of Buddhism, and it's still rudimentary basically, but um, as a younger fella, the idea was um, that uh, just moving this candle around onto my pineal gland, just getting distracted here. Um, the, the, my rudimentary understanding was like, okay, um, the, we have these monkey mind desires and they cause us to suffer because we want things. And by getting off the wheel, kind of the rat race, you know, spinning wheel of um, desires, and you could, I'll just call it desire. You could also say aversion, like wanting to avoid things, like a negative desire. But I'm just going to call it desire, like both in both directions, right? Things you want, things you don't want. Um, but that desire um, creates suffering um, and that we can learn to detach and, oh, don't drink alcohol, you know, be a monk, don't, you know, you don't, don't have sex, don't drink alcohol, you know, don't do anything for yourself. Just, it's all about just kind of hollowing yourself out, just becoming more and more aware and, um, letting the universe take over basically. <laughs> um, but I think maybe that works for some people, um, that they really desire to kind of just kind of like let, yeah, not let their, um, personal will be subsumed within the greater will of the universe. But I think for many people, I would say most people, the better way is to go, okay, like I said, just kind of like a good gardener, start t- clipping here and kind of fertilizing there and nurturing the garden to grow in a certain direction. And so we can say, all right, and you get, you know, because often there are these knots you can get your mind into if you um, take it too literally, like, oh, but wait, I desire to not have desires. Oh, is that bad? Or why why am I doing this at all? Why am I even getting it reading about Buddhism if if nothing matters or um if I'm not real or if I shouldn't have desires? Or people go, that doesn't make sense. You know, Buddhism, it's like don't have desires, but then why are you doing it? You know? But like if you go deeper, you can see that um there are there are levels to our who we are, our being. Um there is uh my body, there is my emotions, there is my mind, like the thoughts and images um, I see in my head. Um, um, and there is me, the soul, uh, the consciousness, the witness to these things. Um, and I think basically, um, yeah, like I say before, a lot of these desires, if they're aligned with our well-being and the well-being of those around us, um, as best we can tell, yeah, it seems pretty good, pretty legit, more or less, then all right, let it go, let it flow, you know, enjoy. Um, and that, um, but that there are healthy desires, you know, like there are, it's okay, like, oh, this des- you desire to build a house because you have children. Well, that sounds fair enough. Yeah, go build that house, cool. Or you desire to start a company which massively improves the well-being of humans and uplifts them out of, deprivation and poverty 
and then they have more time and money for education. They become more aware, more wise, and more sweet and kind, more you know aware of the needs of others. And then we become this beautiful culture where the darkness is not so significant, and it's it's kind of has a secondary place. Um, and that the better the better side of our nature as humans is flowing and flourishing um, and gloriously leading the way. And we're all proud of being human and that we feel like we, Mother Nature is proud of us. We're doing, you know, we're not letting her down. That's it. like, oh, you want to build companies or institutions or charities or whatever, or just a family that con or just your own self that contributes to that? That seems like a good desire, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, I think half the people, half, you know, the world's telling you to, desire everything the other half's telling you not to desire anything and that it's wrong and this is humans are a, you know a parasite on the planet and and sometimes we act like it but we're not by nature you know we're reciprocal we we help um improve um the planet in many ways um i'll get to the details of that because that seems like a bold claim really but um but yeah and so uh you know we're taught like told like individually like collectively humans shouldn't be here, you know, it'd be better if we would depopulate. And then, okay, well, how does that affect me personally? Well, yeah, exactly. That's what we want to get to. Uh, Larry, you got the gun. Jamie, um, we, we really appreciate what you've done for us, but, uh, uh, you know, um, Larry here is going to enforce uh, the will of Mother Nature. And, you know, no. Um, so if you, th you know, the idea that humans our desires are out of control and causing all these problems, I think can be pretty heavy on individuals. And some of us will feel like kind of this stunted growth in our desires, like trying to build your own life is part of the problem, you know? But I think it is. I think um, it can be part of the solution. To be a healthy person, you do need to follow your desires, but just try to have good desires. Be an educated, kind, virtuous, balanced person, a conscious person who is focused on growing and enjoying life and being loving to all beings. You know, you see animals, be cool to the animals, you know. Um, you see a tree, hey tree, how you doing, you know. Or you don't need to talk to the trees if you don't want to. Um, help people, be support people, be strong, be self-sufficient if possible. Um, and try to um, build prosperity and peace for all of us. That the better parts of our nature can come out and... Um, to have this, try to live live in balance. Like enjoy yourself, learn, create, be a human, but just try to keep it balanced. You know, um, with all these things, keeping our desires balanced between what's good um, and what's bad. You know, and it's a blurry line. You know, or maybe it's good for me now, but not tomorrow. Or it's good, it's good for my parents, but it's not good for me. They want me to be an engineer. Or okay, well, you know, you have to think that through. Um, and maybe they're right, or maybe they're wrong. You know. But do the best you can. But at least it simplifies things to know there is this guiding light of do what you want. Find what you want. But just keep in mind, who am I really? And there are various desires within me. One wants to go drinking. One wants to study. Which of them is deeper and which of them is appropriate at this one moment? In different times and different places um, and different people, perhaps um, one choice we write or the other would be right, you know, it really depends on the context. Um, now, so cultivating healthy desires, I think, is what Buddhism re really is about. And really, I mean, the Buddha said the, uh, the end, of, he defined um, enlightenment as the end of suffering. So, and basically, he said, you know, um, something like um, attachment to our desires and aversions is the cause of suffering. And so that's the thing. It's not the, if I'm understanding it right, and this is my understanding anyway, but I think it's what he was saying too, um, is uh, that there's nothing wrong in it. Um, the cause of suffering is not your desires. It's the attachment to those desires. So needing to get what you want, you know, or... Um, so, you know, um, having that attachment where you, you, oh, you suffer if you get what you don't want or you suffer if you don't get what you do want. But 
Instead, why not just pursue what you want and try to, you know, uh, skirt around the things you don't want, but understand that, you know, whatever I get, perfect. I'll embrace that. That's excellent. You know, thank you, universe. I'm sure this is going to be great. You know, it's like that story of the Zen master. Uh, uh, someone find someone's horse runs away, and it's like, oh, how how unfortunate. And then you know the Zen master is like, yeah, well, we'll see. And then the horse comes back eventually with a bunch of um, mares, you know, it's a bunch of like lady horses. And everyone's like, oh wow, how fortunate. Zen master's like, yeah, we'll see. And then you know the person who got the horse now has a bunch more horses. His son is riding the horse and falls off and breaks a leg. Oh, how unfortunate they say. We'll see, says the Zen master. Then um, the the army comes in, uh, recruiting soldiers, but the son can't be recruited because he's got a broken leg. How fortunate, everyone says, etc. right? So the moral of the story being a lot of these things, we don't actually know if it's overall going to be to our liking or not in the grand scheme of things and the web of life, web of Indra. Um, and so um, we can kind of just try to do our best, follow our intuition and our conscience and what we think is best but keeping in mind that things are going to happen the way they will and it makes no sense to resist what's inevitable that's just crazy it's banging your head against a brick wall just may i have the courage to change what i can the ser serenity to accept what i can't and the wisdom to know the difference um the serenity prayer right so and do that make your choices control life um in a way that you think is right, you know, and a good idea for you and everyone. And then, but then also, you know, already in advance, be like, have that freedom. It's very wonderful when you can tune into this and really desire things, but not need it to be any way. Just go, yeah, whatever happens, that's cool. Then that's when you can really enjoy it. You know, you can really enjoy what you're, you're wanting. Um, and you get, and uh, to even embrace it, like, oh, this thing broke or that didn't happen feel the disappointment, whatever emotion is going to come up. Um, and then maybe with practice, those emotions won't come up at all. But definitely at the beginning and probably for a long time, maybe forever, they will keep coming up, disappointment, anger, whatever. And just feel it. And then as soon as possible, let it go. Ah, whatever. It's all good. And if you can, it's easier if in advance you already know, yeah, I'm going to have some reactions where I'm resisting things, but just that's all good. Like, doesn't matter. I'm just going to let it flow and let it go and just, yeah, enjoy what comes and goes. Um, and so that's kind of managing these desires on the kind of ego level um, of, as humans, what the things we want. And, but then on a deeper level, I think, um, you know, I used to feel like, oh, the, the soul doesn't want anything. But then I think actually, I don't know, but I suspect the soul does want something and it wants to grow. And I think it's a paradox, but the whole universe, it's being and it's doing. Um, and the whole universe is growing and evolving and adventuring. And I think it's the same with our souls. And I think um, we are microcosm of the that, as above, so below. And... Um, the very creative force behind the Big Bang is in this very moment, you know, bursting up through my cognition into sweet words of um, expression. Um, and I think uh, we are all um, the Big Bang continued, but it's also not just in terms of the forms that keep flowing on these streams of causality, but also the field, the pregnant womb the empty field of being um we are part of that and it seems like it's not just about existing but it's also um creating creation the creator and the creator within and so that is desire the the will to play and to adventure and it's not just being like oh but it's it's the journey and um it's the the adventure and it's the, yeah, the love, the great love and romance between, um, I don't know, change and stillness or um, being and doing time and eternity. And uh, 
Yeah. Just like this candle's flowing from left to right. Um, I think, but nothing really changes. You know, I think uh, we can enjoy, uh, I think our souls are up to this. Um, these uh, shenanigans of um, stillness and exploration. So anyone who's interested in that sort of thing, I think, uh, yeah, deep down even, um, perhaps our souls want to grow in certain ways. <laughs> but um, yeah, makes sense to me, I think. Anyway, so desire. Um, I hope uh, with the new year coming in, um, I think it's important to set goals. And uh, even if we don't follow them, it's good to have a structure and it helps us, you know, have a sense of... Um, Balance, progress, um, and uh, if you think, oh, what's the point of having goals at all? Well, what's the point of not having goals? Don't If it's not broken, don't fix it, you know? Most people who are happier and more calm and more funny, more interesting, they actually do have goals. So if, if we're, anyone out there is a mess, thinking, why bother? Well, no goals, mess. Maybe there's some sort of causal connection. So maybe just having some sort of goals, and I've been a mess. I've had no goals before. So that's why I feel comfortable saying that. Um, and I think, yeah, having goals really helped me out, and I didn't see the point of it at some point. Um, but now I do. Um, and, yeah, whatever it is, even if it's small things, you know, just uh, I want to spend more time with my family or I want to spend more time in nature or um, I want to read more or I want to just do nothing, or I just want to relax and just sit around doing nothing more. I just want to let time slow down and just fill it with some space, some present moment. Do it, you know, whatever you want to do. That's the thing. The whole world seems so powerful and so all-imposing, and, oh, the big mighty universe and the big world and all the government and the, you know, the, the NBA. I don't know why I've mentioned the NBA. But um, the CCP, oh, the, you know, they're not as um, all-powerful as the NBA, I would say. NBA can ball, you know. Um, but whatever, all these, like, life and the universe and the world and other people, it can all seem kind of overwhelming at times or kind of so big and imposing, um, impressive. Um, but actually... You have, I think you have far, far, far more power over your own life than you realize. Maybe, the, I think the number of people who that would be a false thing to say to is pretty small. I think even people who are already clued onto this idea, there's always room for improvement. And um, I think most of us don't really realize, like, there is so much room to create our own reality and in fact, if you have a desire, if there is a will, there is a way, because if I want to be happy, try and stop me. Almost nothing you can do. Like if I really want to be happy, nothing you can do can stop me. Now, if I don't want to be happy, if I want to be unhappy, nothing you can do can stop me. You can try all you want to make me happy. It won't work if I don't want it. So just think about that. What you want will happen. Um, almost everything. Uh, and w the field of possibility is, I think, far, far greater than we tend to appreciate. Um, and there's a great uh, line, um, uh, I think from Napoleon Hill, yeah, um, which is, uh, what the mind of man can conceive and bring itself to believe, it can achieve. So, you know, that's pretty cool. So what do you want to do? Here we are. A new year is coming in. I would suggest getting out a pen and paper, meditating on it, just sitting down maybe somewhere nice, nice corner of the house or maybe in nature or something, and just uh, thinking about that and maybe writing down a few things, a few ideas. Um, and, you know, not being afraid of if it doesn't work out and the failure doesn't matter doesn't matter if it works or not. It's just about, you know, playing the game and having fun, you know, joining in. And um, I would love you to join even a little bit more. If I can be even slightly uh, influential in causing you to play the game more, 
then that would fill me with happiness. Um, cause I think we all need encouragement and I take great encouragement from others. And so, and I really appreciate it. So, um, yeah, let's play, let's desire and may we be wise and may, um, we boldly shape life and reality with the spirit of play, love, togetherness, and the NBA. Sorry, I mean um, humor. Much love. I desire you to be well and happy. As the Buddha said, the Heart Sutra, may all beings be well and happy. All beings, including the ones that on a uh, more egoic level I might not like because they might be persecuting the people. Love to all beings. <laughs> all right. I desire to stop and to do something new.